to another Growth Masters Federal presentation on growing your business in the federal sector. Your host is Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and build market value by developing and executing customized, data-driven business development playbooks, building efficient information systems, and creating high-performing BD teams. Enterprise Resource Planning, or ERP, is the holy grail of integrated business systems and no one questions the advantages such a solution can bring to a company's ability to increase efficiency, manage costs, and compete effectively. But six-figure price tags, high-dollar consultants, and months-long implementations are far out of reach to most small contractors. The fact remains, however, that every day you put off implementing an integrated system and continue to run your business on spreadsheets and disparate back-office software, you place another brick on a wall that will, at some point, stand across your path to growth and success. Shirley's guest today knows the issues and has a solution to offer. Ron Lewis, founder and CEO of AtWork Systems, brings decades of experience in the corporate and GovCon worlds to the challenge of deploying an affordable, effective ERP solution for small to mid-sized government contractors. Shirley has the tough questions and Ron has the answers in this comprehensive discussion about turning your growing GovCon business into a finely tuned profit machine. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, Shirley here. In my practice, I help companies develop and implement a disciplined approach to federal business development. What I know from having had my own government contracting businesses over the years is that business development does not operate in a vacuum. Successful, sustainable business growth is accompanied by disciplined thought, processes, and systems in other areas of the business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What are the characteristics and best back office practices of small government contractors whose infrastructure supports profitable growth and ultimately the company's market value? My guest today is Ron Lewis, the CEO and founder of AtWork Systems, which recently released an innovative ERP system named OneLink, optimized for government contractors, which I think my audience will be particularly interested in. Welcome, Ron. Shirley, it's great to be with you. I'm certainly looking forward to our conversation. Ron, we only briefly introduced you. Tell us a little more about your background. I have two decades of experience with subcon contracts, and uh, I've been a CIO and a CTO for a billion-dollar-plus company. You know, I started off my career as a program manager and division journal manager. In all of those roles, I've had to put together teams, and I've worked a lot with small businesses. So what were the challenges or issues that you observed that needed to be solved? Well, both you know, large firms and small firms had uh, challenges integrating ERP into their operations. Many of the systems that are out there on the market today were way too difficult to uh, implement and way too resource-intensive especially for the small businesses. And, and looking at that and having, you know, kind of worked that issue for the last decade, it really kind of inspired me to take that challenge on and see if I could create something more affordable for small businesses, especially something that would be much easier to implement. 
Now, Ron, surely you knew that there were other solutions already in the market. What were government contractors telling you what was missing from current offerings? Well, they wanted something, obviously, that was much easier to implement, that was much less expensive. A lot of cases, I think, when they took on some of the traditional systems out there, they spent more time turning off features and really leveraging the tools. And because a lot of the ERP systems weren't built recently, they didn't really have the latest you know, technology. And that means better collaboration tools that included features like workflow and Dropbox-like uh, document management capability, video chat integrated directly into the tools. And then the biggest thing is, you know, better tools for configuring the solution so that it didn't take, you know, months or sometimes many, many months to get them up and running. And in my personal experience, what I wanted to be able to do as well is I see a lot of kind of movement in the small business community relative to mergers and acquisitions, they wanted something that they could put in place that would support, you know, that function as well. And the existing systems just were not well engineered to be able to support uh, those types of functions. So elaborate on that some, Ron. What specific capabilities should small businesses seek in back office systems to help run a growing federal contracting business? Well, I think the first thing is the reality that the workforce of today and the way people operate is very different. Mobile has to be a key part of uh, any ERP system. People want to work anytime and anywhere. The gig economy is something that's gaining quite a bit of traction as well. And what we mean by that is there's going to be an increasing uh, resource pool of independent contractors that need to be successfully integrated into a company's workforce. And so the core technology, in order to be able to make that happen and be able to bring those workforces together, also have to support things like workflow so that you can have the ability to integrate effectively the people who are in your company, but also the other resources, such as the subcontractors or vendors that might be outside the company. And even customers want uh, better access to the, uh, the information. And so the other thing that I think is a, is a key driver in terms of capability is this notion of kind of a Dropbox-like uh, capability so that you don't really have to move a lot of paper around, so that as you're doing transactions, you can attach source documents to those transactions. The system, you know, also should create a virtual representation of the organization. And then using that virtual representation, you can apply policies to the org to allow you to control really how it operates you will find a lot of those features in the enterprise-class ERP system. But increasingly, the smaller companies need that capability as well. Yes, I would agree with that. Ron, what about the ability to operate in the cloud? I think that goes without saying. In a lot of cases, you're going to be operating. Maybe you have a headquarters. You then win a contract, and you now have to stand up remote offices. You want to be able to have a consistent integrated view of the data that, that's needed to support your program. 
And the cloud actually provides a way to be able to give people that view of the information. The other thing that the cloud does is support the ability to actually put in place end-to-end processes so that you can have processes that go across your core business functions, such as your human capital management, your accounting, your project management. And you want to do that in a way that if you're a government contractor, you can pass a DCA audit. Ron, this all makes a lot of sense, but the biggest complaint that I hear from small businesses is that this sounds extraordinarily time-consuming, and they just don't have time to devote to large projects. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Uh, I just think when you look at some of the systems that have been out there uh, for a while, it is very difficult to implement them. There is a lot of features and a lot of configuration that you, that you have to do. And so what we've done with the one Lake system is we've really stepped back and thought very hard about how do we make this configurable so that there's no custom coding done. You can do everything through a set of wizards to be able to configure the system. What this allowed us to do is to be able to get up and running in weeks rather than months. And so through a process that we put in place where we interview them, we have them answer a set of questions, we now have something that I think is very efficient for small to mid-sized companies to be able to deal with some of those traditional uh, barriers. Give us an example of how an integrated system should work. So if you were to look at our main landing page, you would see two icons. One would have bids, contracts, estimates, and then projects. So think about the life cycle a company goes through. You know, they're actively bidding things. Some of those bids are going to be successful and turn into contracts. If that contract happens to be a GWAC vehicle, now we're going to actively be bidding task orders that come out on that vehicle. And so what we've done through our system is allow them to go through that entire life cycle so they can create a bid. Then that bid can be immediately turned into a contract is successful. They can then set up that contract. Then that allows them to then start to issue estimates and delivery order bids. Those that they're successful in winning, they now can turn into projects. All of that's done in a seamless fashion. And then once you actually start to perform, you want to be able to use the workflow to integrate subcontractors and give them the four components they need to be able to bring their time and expense and any purchasing that they might do and give it that information to them in one integrated view. So you mentioned this utopian concept of workflow, not only for employees, but the extended supply chain of subcontractors, vendors, and suppliers, and so forth, which in government contracting can be quite extensive. Explain what contractors should be looking for in this regard. Think about your enterprise as being extended and consisting of both your subcontractors, any of your 1099 consultants, and even your employees. We know that at least a lot of the millennials really have embraced this idea of, you know, the gig economy. And so how do we now build a a system that allows these folks to integrate effectively and work on the project in a collaborative way. 
I think the thing that we've done is we've thought about that very carefully, and we've integrated some of those things into our product so that if you're the person who's got to have the role of the program manager, what you want to be able to see is what's going on across all the resources that are on the project, and then through the digitization that we've provided to the the transactions that uh, one is processing, you have that kind of insight. So, Ron, you mentioned the concept of policy implementation that is role-based. Explain this a little further. So, in our system, what you do is you build out an org, you build out your workflows that are going to be used to tie together all of your resources. But those workflows are driven by a set of policies, policies that drive how the organization is going to make decisions things like how it approves transactions, how it delegates transactions. And so what that allows you then to do is to be able to not have the system necessarily drive how you're going to operate in a rigid way, but you configure the system based off of things that are already core practices that are in your business. And so a good example of that would be the human resources policies, things like personal time off how much time employees can request for PTO. That's easily configured and integrated into the workflow system through the ability that we provide. And I love that. You're recommending an integrated approach to building infrastructure, but that's not usually what small businesses start out with. What have been your observations in the marketplace? Businesses go through a life cycle. So when you're first starting out, you've got three, four-man shop. It might be spreadsheets that are driving a lot of how you do a function. And you may be using those spreadsheets. You may be putting in place some processes in terms of, you know, who gets to approve what. But quickly, you will see that that's not an efficient way to operate your business. It would get you up and running, but um, short term, that has a cost associated with it. And so a common approach that I see is companies deciding that it's better to outsource the whole back office. And so they're handing everything over to an accounting or human resources firm or their specialty management firm who leverage their expertise. The issue with this is it can be expensive. It also, you're turning things over to a business that may not have your best interest at heart. They really got a profit motive. And so it's very hard to control your cost and be competitive when you've taken that approach. And I think the probably the last downfall with something like that is you really want to grow your business in a way that you understand your numbers. That's the core asset for you. And that, furthermore, you know, actionable knowledge ultimately ends up residing in your hands rather than outside of the company. And I would agree. I've observed that also. Homegrown systems and then outsourcing, those are very common approaches. What others have you seen? I think three others that I want to mention. Let's say now the company's gotten a little bigger. They're now starting to really look at specialized functions. Maybe they need specialized functions for program management or contract management. Obviously, if they're going to be government contractors, there are certain cost accounting requirements that they have to meet. And so what they do in addressing those is they go out and buy software 
that address those functions individually with a limited focus on the other functions. And what that does is it creates silos that make it difficult to readily flow data from one system uh, or one function into another. And so you might have a situation where the accounting package or the expense management package doesn't really talk that well to the project management uh, package. And that can create issues over time. The other thing that I've seen is, okay, we have a firm that is got some IT capability, and so they decide to build a tailor-made system. That can be expensive. It can be hard to maintain. And one of the other drawbacks is it can only be as good as the people who implement it. And we live in an environment where requirements are changing fairly rapidly. And so there's a significant cost both in terms of the cost to implement, but also the opportunity cost, because in a lot of cases, that's not the company's core business. The third example that I wanted to talk about is your traditional ERP system. Obviously, there are lots of products on the market that were enterprise class. The issue with those in a small business is they become very expensive to implement in the in the millions of tens of millions of dollars. And so they become out of reach for um, a small business. Now, what you've seen in the last three or four years is some of those enterprise companies realizing that that's a growth market. And so what they've done is they've scaled down or made an entry-level package. But what they've not done is really rewired the internals of their, of their system. And so what you have is a configuration nightmare. And so that price that they gave you maybe to implement that system when you start to read the fine print uh, goes up over time. I have seen that as well. Cost creep uh, without your being aware of it. And before you know it, you've spent three times what the original estimate was. (laughs) That's exactly right. I've seen that many times. We need to take a break. My guest today is Ron Lewis, founder and CEO of At Work Systems. When we return, we'll be talking about metrics, one of my favorite subjects. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's discussion is brought to you by Scale to Market, and your host is Shirley Collier. Utilizing the proprietary Davey Business Development Growth Framework, Scale to Market partners with business owners and executives to increase their company's value by achieving profitable and sustainable growth in the federal marketplace. Email Shirley at scollier at scaletomarket.com to obtain your copy of the Davy Growth Framework. Growthmasters Federal is a nationwide community of growth-oriented government contractors, their owners and executive teams, and the professionals who support them. The mission is to share experiences and discuss timely topics on managing and growing your GovCon business with an emphasis on implementing effective business development systems and practices in the complex, highly regulated, but opportunity-rich federal marketplace. Shirley's guest today is Ron Lewis, founder and CEO of AtWork Systems and the architect of OneLink, an affordable, modern ERP system that leverages the latest cloud-based technologies recognizes the mobile workforce, embraces the gig economy, and puts advanced business management tools within reach of growing GovCon businesses. Welcome back. 
Many small businesses start out as subcontractors. Then they may prime some small business set-aside contracts, but ultimately to grow and add real market value, they should pursue full and open contracts and learn to team strategically. This is when they're starting to pivot their companies and building infrastructure, which is critically important. Don't you agree? I do agree. In fact, um, in those early days, small businesses, you know, they win because they have capability and they have relationships. But over time, they're building their company's corporate resume in a way that they can get to become prime contractors and maybe even compete effectively on an open competition. And although they may not realize it at the time, their ability to control their costs as they grow and put the infrastructure in place, those decisions need to be made strategically. And the choices that they make early on will determine how effectively they can compete as they grow. So what you want to be careful of is really not unwittingly entrench yourselves into systems that are going to make you a high-cost operator. And that means staying away from systems that require a lot of manual processes or require rekeying of data, because all of those things require adding more people, which drives your overhead in the wrong direction. I would agree with that. I concentrate on business development discipline and infrastructure, as you know, and I frequently recommend and support business development systems like EasyGovOps and GovBD, which make the sales and sales management processes efficient and effective. So I can definitely relate to your emphasis on managing the other operational functions of the company. In business development, we have a clear metric, and that is contract wins with an emphasis on profitable contract wins. What would you say is the key metric contractors should measure in their ERP software? I think there are are many nuances to, to this, but the most important, I think, is being able to know your cost, manage your cost, know where you are on a particular program, be profitable and competitive, Companies need to be able to calculate and justify and then manage uh, their costs. A well-designed ERP system should give you the metrics and the analytics at the click of a button to have that type of information. When employees host their labor or when expenses get uh, processed, you want that information instantaneously to show up on your projects and to show up in your GL. So a manager can be much more effective in doing the corrective action that may be required if something isn't being uh, executed correctly. And so I think that today's system and the processing power that uh, you have at your disposal, especially operating in the cloud, should be oriented towards providing that insight that is required to be uh, effective at delivering on your customer commitment. And what role does a well-designed, integrated ERP play in the bidding process? It should have a bidding and estimating capability. For example, let's say you have a GWAC contract. The rates should be set up. And then once you have the ability to now start bidding on delivery orders, that you can effectively plan and estimate your cost so that it becomes very easy for you now to, to respond and submit a bid. 
And then once you are successful in winning that bid, the system should then give you the tools, the ability to track your labor, track your time, track your vendor expenses, and be able to post those against uh, your project so that you can remain profitable at all times. You have the insight as to you know, what's going on and can make the corrective actions that are necessary. And Ron, another metric that we have not explored fully yet is the value of time. Yeah, all too often uh, we've met with small to mid-sized businesses interested in our product and discovered that they're using spreadsheets to manage their contracts or popular accounting software that requires them to spend nights and weekends you know, calculating payroll or adopting to the latest contract mod. What we want to do is provide digital workflows of an ERP system so that they can support the cost accounting of functions without them having to expend any other efforts. And that can save them time because the system is structured to ensure that every employee, consultant, subcontractor, or vendor is behaving according to the company's policy. And it provides the ability to, you know, to guide them to better, uh, better performance. If the manager is going to be on vacation or sitting on an approval as well, the software should ensure that the work continues to get done in the organization. Yes, you know, time is money. <laughs> and also of critical importance as contractors grow is to be able to access, understand, and act upon good business performance data. Yeah, data is a resource, I think, that often underutilized by small businesses. If you contrast what large businesses are doing, they know where their data resides. And recently, they've started to spend literally millions of dollars in business intelligence solutions and also artificial intelligence. It's been very difficult, I think, for small companies to have that kind of access because it's expensive to put those kinds of infrastructures in place. If you look at companies like Facebook, what they've been able to do is really digitize the collection of both individual and business data in a way that They've really created a gold mine for themselves. A well-designed ERP system should make that data that's being generated as a course of how you've made decisions, how you're operating your contracts and your project and your program, it should make that data accessible in a way that it can be analyzed. And what you get from that is better decisions because they're data-driven decisions. You get better insight to put the corrective action program in place. And you get a workforce over time that is more focused on, rather than just moving paper around and providing, you know, low-value function, being able to provide the kind of analytics that can support better decision-making. And that is rare for small contractors. I know the large guys, as you've indicated, they're spending millions of dollars, but the small businesses don't have millions of dollars to spend, yet they need the same intel. So that's a critical point, I think, to make about these small systems, is that having a small business doesn't mean that you're unsophisticated. It just means you're small. (laughs) You still have very complex needs just uh, fewer resources to manage those needs. Yeah, and so if you think about, again, I go back to the Facebook example, they have through the UIs that they provide and the social aspect of uh, been able to motivate people to 
give them the data. And so the analogy on the small business side is being able to digitize the back office so that as we're standing up contracts and we're standing up projects, we're also digitizing the things that happen. And then we're using that information and storing it in such a way that it can support this analysis so that it becomes a natural byproduct so that we don't have to incur more costs to be able to get it in a form where we can analyze it. What about government audits and compliance issues, which are the bane of our existence as government contractors? What are the critical features contractors should seek to help out with those responsibilities? Let me talk for a minute about a misconception that I often hear. I will get asked, is your software DCAA compliant? And the software itself is not the thing that holds the compliance. It is the organization that is DCAA compliant. The software has to be built in a way that it allows you to achieve that compliance. And so what we want to be able to do is to make sure that as we're picking an ERP platform, that you've vetted it against uh, the DCA evaluation criteria, mainly the SS-1408. The software should be able to properly segregate costs, both from the standpoint of direct, indirect, and unallowable. And it should provide the financial information without you doing a whole lot of work or spreadsheet gymnastics in such a way that it can justify your price. Small businesses should be able to justify, support the government audits by attaching any of the supporting documents that are going to be required, which eliminate a lot of administrative costs. So when I walk into small businesses, I'll see file cabinets full of paper, invoices, other documents. What we want to do is move away from that paradigm, be able to get that information directly attached to the source you know, financial information so that then supports that audit. Absolutely. And that saves so much time and headaches if that can be accomplished. What other compliance areas should be addressed? There's two that I like to mention. One is cybersecurity. As you know, this is an area that has gotten a lot of attention lately. If you were to put a server out on the Internet you would find that it would only be kind of a matter of minutes before people would be probing it to see what kind of information that it holds. And so the government is, is aware of that. And so what they have done is they've published a new security, an emerging security uh, standard, the NIST 800-171. And uh, while they've given companies some time to be compliant with that, Non-compliance could prevent you from doing business with the government. And what that system does is, or what that standard does is, it lays out about 110 controls that your system needs to meet in order to have sufficient security measures in place. And so your ERP system has to meet those, uh, those requirements. Uh, the second area that's often kind of overlooked by small business is the Service Contract Act. The government has set aside about $10 billion a year for contracts that have what's called the Service Contract um, Act clause on them. And what that does is it basically provides the ability to uh, allow small businesses to compete for work where 
they have hourly employees. And what they're doing is they are, they're saying, when you have contracts that have those kinds of employees, we're going to define some of the conditions in terms of what the minimum wage should be that you pay those employees. Also, uh, what kind of benefits um, and fringe packages you have to provide. And so if you get one of those contracts, you have to make sure that you set your company up, you set your benefit policies up, you set your payroll policies up, you set your PTO policies up in a way that you can be compliant. Yes, and that can be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare if you're trying to do that manually. That's right. In this area, you you almost have to have systems. It's uh, almost impossible to do this manually. Yes. Ron, as we wrap up our discussion, one of the reasons you're so knowledgeable about the features of a well-designed ERP system for small government contractors is because of the work that you've been doing at At Work Systems. You've been very good about not making this a sales pitch, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell our audience a little bit more about OneLink, your premier product. Yeah, we've been building OneLink for over two years. My team has many years of experience in the DoveCon space and working with uh, small businesses. OneLink really embodies decades of experience from this founding team, as well as the insight of numerous subject matter experts, both accounting, contracts, project management experts who have uh, experience in the DoveCon space as well. I think simply put, OneLink will disrupt the market by changing the way a company operating model works to allow them to basically control the cost and control growth so that you have a very cost-efficient back office. All that ultimately is going to do is make you a better competitor and allow you to win more. So what final advice do you have for small businesses who participate in the GovCon market? Don't overlook the importance of having a system that allows you to become a cost-effective operator. In the beginning, you're going to win because you have, you know, relationships. You have a, maybe a unique capability. Eventually, you'll take on a prime contract. You'll be competing with other companies. Costs will be an important component. You're also going to be building a network of experts who have expertise that you need in order to deliver. You will have to integrate those experts effectively into your delivery system as well. You want to be able to work with large primes. Those primes will raise the bar in what they ask from you. They expect you know, that their subcontracts know their costs. They can justify their rate, that they're going to be compliant, both in terms of security as well as can help them get through their, their audit, that they can bid effectively with them, and that they also will be able to supply the kinds of facilities and resources that they need to, to win. You can't afford, in this type of environment, to be operating in spreadsheets or standalone applications. Your operating system, your ERP system, has to support your ability to do this. I would agree with that 100%. And I know from working with a lot of small businesses that desire to grow that it's painful. It is very painful. So any kind of tools or resources that you can find that help to reduce that pain (laughs) is going to be very important. So, Ron, thank you so much for sharing your expertise today on this important topic. Thank you. 
certainly been a pleasure. Folks, if you want to get in touch with Ron and his team at At Work, they can be reached at www.atworksys.com or 571-376-5153. Or you can get in touch with us here at Skelton Market and we'll make sure you're connected. This is Shirley Collier, president of Skelton Market and host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. We appreciate your taking time to be with us today and hope you found the information useful. Drop us a line and let us know what you think. Check out the OneLink ERP system at atworksys.com. And if you'd like to discuss ways to increase shareholder value and instill enduring BD management principles into your GovCom business, give us a call, reach out on LinkedIn, or visit our website at scaletomarket.com. That's scale2market.com. For those who prefer a visual experience and want to view this webcast again, it's available, along with our previous work, on the Scale to Market website. And for those who get their information on the go, you'll find the podcast on the Growth Masters Federal channel. We welcome your feedback and look forward to having you join us again soon for another informative Growth Masters Federal presentation. Thank you.